What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Nerd Wide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. Chris, how was your week? There's something in particular I just want to talk about, but how was your week? Had a short work week, so that was good. Those are always fun. Our, listen, our short work weeks are fine. I, I enjoy those, but it's like those Tuesdays where we get overloaded with patients from... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then that Monday, it's just, it's horrible, and yeah. I don't appreciate it, but, you know, we got through there, and, you know, we're getting back to a normal work week this week, but it's good on your yeah. end, though, so that's good yeah, to hear. It's definitely, definitely good on my end. I went um, today to a sports card and autograph show. Ooh, how was that? So, it was actually, it was really good as far as stuff I got, mm-hmm. people I got people I got to meet it's not as organized oh as so we had the uh, they had photo ops mm-hmm. and all that right and you've you've been to the other cons with me and the way they do photos right that's not how they did photos here oh uh, they had a much smaller area, and everything, including printing them out and everything, was in this one little booth area. That's a good way to do it. It was a cluster, <laughs> so that was that could have used some work. Um, they didn't have the VIP. They had VIP, and I bought VIP because it's so much easier if you're going to a show, no matter what it is whether it's sports or entertainment or whatever get vip if you're getting autographs mm-hmm. because you're going to get priority to some level right right and i had that for the photo too but it really didn't matter because they had to break it down by single photo op dual mm. or trio so i don't know Hopefully they work it out if they do it again next year, because it could have been a lot smoother. I was still in and out in like two hours. Yeah. So that was good, but God, it was just frustrating. Mm. It makes me miss Con so much. You sent me the picture of the of the floor. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I I just miss going to Con. Like, is there something about being in that whole area and with all the booths and? all the celebrities and stars and things like that just around there, just being around a bunch of nerds like us. It's just, it's just something about it. That was something else that was different with this show as compared to the ones that we've been to, which was they had the, the athletes were all, it was one autograph, autograph area. Mm-hmm. So they're just lined up. Oh, that's and one way they, to do it. They would pop in at different times, but it made it so congested because where we've gone at Wizard World and, uh, heroes and villains and especially the bigger actually most of the people they have their own booth mm-hmm. and they're kind of spread out throughout the the venue they didn't do that this way so it was just everybody was you had this big cluster of people at autographs and this big cluster oh of that's not fun it was just like no not at all sounds like you need to uh take over as director of it then because no. you, know, you know how it works. <laughs> but I did get some pickups. So let's let's run through these real quick. 1964 tops National League home run leaders. Is that going to show? 
That's probably not going to show because of my background. There it goes. Oh, that's nice. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Orlando Cepeda. Four Hall of Famers on one card. Then I picked up another Hank Aaron All-Star. Man, this oh, is cutting in and out. I love it. And then I showed you this one. This is mm -hmm. what I sent you a picture of. I love and that I one. Not do this. Go a right, little Tyler, bit closer to your out. face. There you go. Uh, a little Close bit. My face. Yep, there it is. All right. Oh, I love it. That is, it's a membership card to his fan club. Oh, that's cool. And it's 1972, so this was issued the year he would perish in the plane crash. Right. Wow. So a little tragic there. Let's see. We have a ball signed by Hall of Famer Tom Glavin. Did you get that signed today, or did you get that one? Yeah. Yeah. No, all this was hand-signed today by... Um, so he signed the Hall of Fame ball. And then, of course, if you're going to get Glavin at a show like this, you got to get... Got to get that one signed. So I got Smoltz. Three more things, and then we're on to the rest of the show. Are you going to uh, get those um, in those little holders and everything, too? Yeah, I've got to find the right display, especially for this one. So this, let's see if I can get this up here. This is a 95 World Series ball. Mm -hmm. So it's signed by Smoltz. That is awesome. Glavin, and then screen on this uh, Avery and Javi Lopez that is awesome yeah you definitely need to get that one square and tucked away before something happens to it yeah uh, then f almost finally I got this the year it came out wow that's showing I cannot see it. there it this goes is... yeah showing okay that is so, awesome. And I got it signed. Um, and he notated 55 saves. Did he say anything year. about it? No, uh, uh, not really. We were we were moving pretty quick. But that's at the time that was a record. The very next year, Eric Gagne either tied or broke that record. That sounds about right. So he had it for one year. But then I did get a photo op. Oh, that is awesome. That's not a bad backdrop either. Uh-uh. Oh, I like that. I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the backdrop, it was, it's, it's plain enough. It doesn't take away from Right. It. It's not just solid blue like, uh, where's the world is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty jealous. I'm going to be honest with you. But... You know, I've been dealing with a uh, sinus issues all week. So, like, I constantly oh. feel like I'm underneath water. Like, I just feel like my head's in the thing of yeah. water. You know, now, now that you mention it, I've been dealing with some allergies mm -hmm. more often here recently. It's been the pollen it's counts. It's just, they've been high all week long. Yeah. And, like, you could just have high pollen. I don't know what po certain pollen it is, but I don't even have to be outside for it to affect me. And... 
it's it's it, the whole family's that way. Bad genetics, you know, lived in Tennessee our whole lives, and just bad genetics. <laughs> You'd think we'd be immune to it, right? You think it wouldn't be that big of an issue, but here we are. At least we have our have it under control by now. But quick housekeeping before we get into the bulk of the show, because we got a lot of D twenty three news to talk about, some fun video game things, as well as a She Hulk episode. Is it? Is it episode three? Is it? It's episode four. Four. I don't know why I had three on there. Um, Pretty sure. No, well, let me just double check because I might have the wrong episode up. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yep, I have the wrong episode recap, but that's okay. I'll get there in a minute. Quick housekeeping before we get into everything. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on our YouTube to give us a good rating or and give us a good rating on whatever podcasting app you do use. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know how we can improve this show. We can't improve. You don't let us know how. If you want to do more, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. Three different tiers for three different monetary values you could do that way. Um, and we go from there. A lot of different funds and goodies if you want to do patreon.com. Now, Chris, what have you been watching? Uh, other than She-Hulk, the main thing I watched was American Horror Story. Uh, American Horror Stories latest episode uh, starred Alicia Silverstone, by the way. Yeah, Jamie said, uh, not a good one. Yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked what they were going for. Um, kind of a revenge tale. Mm. And uh, if you've a little bit reminiscent for me, if if you remember the fog. It was on one of our list. Yeah, yeah. Just to keep you updated, uh, Tennessee just missed their kick and the game is over. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't know if you ever saw the fog. Did you Mm -hmm. have you seen it or you just remember it from the list? There's two versions. There's the Carpenter version from 1980, and then there's the remake version that had I think it had Tom Welling in it, right? Hmm. I think it was Tom Welling that was in that. It's uh, and I think Selma Blair was in it. And why am I blanking on the other people? Anyway, uh, so it kind of had some comparisons to that. It was. Um, oh, he sure was. In the two thousand four Story wise, it was similar in ways. Yeah, I I know that Jamie had said she was disappointed with Alicia Silverstone's performance Mm -hmm. she's supposed to be grieving and i would say probably probably depressed as well um Hmm. so i i think that was probably what she was going for but it it kind of it did come off kind of bad which i i hate to say because i've liked some of her performances in the past right but it it did kind of come off like, I don't know, bland. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so that was disappointing. That And, and she's in a lot of it, so it can really affect the episode and pull mm. it down a bit. I hate that. It's She was really excited about it because of her. And she said, nah. and she goes, I hate it because I really want her to do better. Well, I'm sorry. 
because she's wanting to come back or something. And this was like her one of her big acting roles since announcing her comeback or something like that. And uh, did not do well. Hey, obviously the director and producers, they liked it or they would have. Yeah, they would have had her in there. Yeah. Mm. So there was a little show that came out this week, a new season of a little show called Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, of this. Oh, man. And it has not lost its magic. We watched six episodes last night up until 1.30 in the morning. And then woke up this morning and immediately watched another episode. So we've got three left. And, man, they they know what they're doing over there because they never lose their magic. And I, every episode is always so good. Well, I just want the audience to know that... Uh... Jamie passed up a chance to watch the Elvis movie to yeah. watch Cobra Kai. So. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch it. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> we, we, I was like, hey, you want to watch that this weekend? Because we really don't have time. I said, okay. But, but we can watch it still. So I've got the, uh, I got the 4K on the way. It's supposed to be here Tuesday, I think. Oh, let's see, I, I keep every week. I kept looking for a steel book. They never did. I probably do. We'll get the, the 4K with the digital on it, just because I want to own it myself. And it's such a good movie. Um, but Chris, we had a little show this week come out. She-Hulk episode four. Now this one, full-on spoilers for those who don't or first time watching and listening is a really fun one. I, I always forget how much I enjoy this show. And it's crazy because episode one, two, three, and four have all been bangers. Like they I haven't had like a bad episode yet. Whereas with our other Marvel shows, it's it's hit or miss after like those first two episodes. We got very fortunate with uh Miss Marvel, right? Because we didn't really have a, a bad episode till episode seven. Yeah, that that last episode was horrible. <laughs> God, I still think about well, that. Not not the last one, but no, the, yeah, that episode one. seven. Yeah. Oh, like I don't. What was the point of that one? Um, we're going to highonfilms.com by Rohitavra Mahumdar again. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I do apologize. The episode you starts. Name. Yeah, the episode starts with magician named Donnie Blaze. Huh? Anybody else uh-huh. pick up on that one? Uh-huh. Uh, performing in front of a less than enthusiastic audience. He is trying every parlor trick under his sleeves to impress the audience. Seeing him fail, Blaze's manager Cornelius asks him to do a particular thing instead of the regular thing he has been doing. After a bit of hesitation, Blaze asks for a volunteer from the audience, and a woman named Madison King, uh, it's not how you think you'd spell it, of course, um, comes up with a glass of drink in her hand. She seems intoxicated and excited enough to participate in whatever Blaze is up to. Which... We're going to have to put a pin here because Madison stole this episode. Yeah. Every yeah. scene she was in was so dang funny. And even what the post credits. What was her thing? It's Madison with two N's and a Y. And yeah. it's not, not where you think. think. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking the whole time. I was like, what does that even mean? And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, at first, Blaze magically makes a bunch of roses appear in Madison's hand, but the audience doesn't seem very excited. Looking clearly desperate, Blaze now makes a hand gesture and eventually manages to open a portal, a usual thing in the MCU ever since the first Doctor Strange movie, and Madison walks into it. In the very next scene, we see Madison has managed to reach Carmitage and randomly appears in front of a startled Wong. Of course, Wong getting ready to sit down and watch The Sopranos, 
and you know i've never seen the sopranos but i got a lot of things spoiled this episode so we we, we, we gotta fix that huh? i know I've, I've been told that by multiple people and that needs to be a fix but now i know a lot of things that happen <laughs> from this meanwhile just, just forget it. Forget right it. I, i've already forgotten the names anyways i know someone dies or betrays somebody well, that um, happened every week so. right well okay touche <laughs> Meanwhile, Jen opens a profile on a dating site, but instead of using her She-Hulk persona, she does it with her regular persona. Nikki, on the other hand, keeps telling her to do it as She-Hulk, but Jen seems very reluctant about it. At a local bar, a creepy man approaches both Nikki and Jen, and they blow him off. Suddenly, Wong arrives from a portal and declares to Jen that she needs legal help regarding a personal matter. Wong informs Jen that Blaze is actually a student in Comertage before he abandoned Mystic Arts and chose to make a career as a magician, which Wong finds despicable. Now that he is using the things he has learned in Comertage, Wong is seeking Jin's help to stop that as those are sacred magic and can endanger the world. Unfortunately, though, Jin soon finds out that Blaze is not bound by anything legal in Comertage, and helping Wong in terms of American law is going to be a different thing to do. Hilarious scenes. Like, she even, like, the what was it, episode two or three, she said this is not going to be like a... Um, a little bit of law and a lot of just different cameos. She goes, it's not going to be that kind of show. And then Wong shows up for the third one and Wong shows up for this one as well. It's just so funny. Jin and Wong still visit uh, Blaze and his manager in an attempt to settle the matter by having a discussion. That doesn't go well and it ends in Blaze and Wong mocking each other with magic. The matter ultimately goes to court and seeing it is getting out of hand, Jin calls Madison in as a witness to testify. Madison does come through a portal conjured by Wong, but her version of events is kind of shows Blaze in a light where he is rather harmless and his magic is basically a fun experience. Blaze also manages to win over the judge with the help of his magic. The judge doesn't give a verdict and announces that the case is going to trial, but she says that Blaze can perform his magic as a profession. I love the courtroom scenes we get here. And I know it's what this the show is, and it's going to continue to be. But I am okay with it. Like the the fun little bringing in surprise witnesses, the whole superheroes needing um, lawyers and legal help and assistance is hilarious because Wong is trying to get uh, cease and desist from um, Donnie Blaze, and you you can't. He didn't have anything signed, no NDAs, anything. But I'm like, why won't you just take the sling ring? Just take that from him, and he'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do anything else. And he could easily get it away from him. Right. He's the Sorcerer Supreme, and that's, that's what cracks me up the most, is that the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth and our dimension is in a court over someone using a sling ring and with medicine with yeah. a Y, but not where you think. And it's just it's so funny to me. Um Meanwhile, after an underwhelming dating experience and a lukewarm response to her profile, Jen decides to try it out with her She-Hulk persona. This works magically for her as she starts to get so many matches on the site. But most of her dates as She-Hulk also turn out to be disappointing. Ultimately, though, she meets a man named Arthur who seems to be genuinely affectionate and very much interested in her. She takes the man to her home, but just when things are about to heat up, a portal opens in her drawing room and a desperate Wong asks for help. On the other side of the city, Blaze tries to do the same trick he did with Madison, with another woman, but unfortunately he screws up an army of demons from another dimensions wreak havoc in the auditorium. Realizing he can't fix the situation, Blaze seeks help from Wong, who eventually asks She-Hulk to join in. Wong and Jin manage to fight the demon army and send them back to where they came from. They also make a scared and horrified Blaze promise not to try anything he learned from Cameratage and his magic anymore. Jin gets back to her date with Arthur like nothing happened. She has a great time with him, but when he sees her in her Jin form and says She-Hulk, he leaves immediately in the morning. 
A disappointed Jin soon receives another bad surprise as she answers the calling the doorbell and is handed a subpoena regarding using the name She-Hulk, which is a fun fact. It was which is in fact trademarked by Titania, and she is now suing Jin over it. And then the mid-credit scene, we see Wong and Madison hanging out together, together, and Wong mentions a wedding, which is obviously from Doctor Strange Two. So, huh? And the episode was titled "Is This Not Real Magic?" By the way. So, there's there's a few places to go with this episode, right? I mean, the first thing they they this got us one of the scenes that people thought was so funny from the trailer, uh, where she picks up the guy off the sofa, right. she holds, walking him toward the bedroom. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know Jennifer Walters' background in the comics. Mm-mm, me either. She-Hulk she wasn't one of the ones that I read all the time, so I don't know if this is something that she actually dealt with. It just seems like a, an interesting story that they're like, oh, all these guys love She-Hulk, but then Jen is not doing it for him, you know? Right. And it just it seems really weird because, I mean, she's attractive, so mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, I mean both I forms. Know. Like I don't, I don't understand. It seems weird that it's not, and it's not like people are unaware that the Hulk changes. Right. You know, someone changes into the Hulk. I mean, they, they act surprised. Like he acted surprised. Like yeah, that was that was very weird. Like he said, "Oh," and he said, "Who are you?" And I'm like. Like, she has a human form. Right. It's not just a She-Hulk. You know, it right. didn't, didn't make much sense to me. It had to be, it was too good uh, to be true, though, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the the trademark thing is going to be interesting, because she hates the name, but now she's got to fight for it. Yeah. Well, she's she's okay yeah, with yeah. it now. She's yeah. like, yeah, she goes, it's growing on me. But, like, it, but yeah, Titania trademark. I'm like, how do you trademark a name? And she's not even, well, I don't know, because she's not using it either. Like, people no, are calling her She-Hulk. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, how do you, that's like uh, me giving you the nickname, you know, Rivers, and you said, no, you can't nickname me that. And they're like, how do you enforce that? You know what I mean? So. Right. I don't know how they're going to go about that. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um. So this was episode four. We've got six left. Mm-hmm. Ten episodes. So sometime in the next six episodes, Daredevil has to. Because he's a, apparently a big part of it. So we're just yeah. waiting until we get to that point. Yeah, and I don't see anything right now that would bring him in. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm curious. I mean, we don't. We still don't have like a, which I am okay with doing. We don't have like a big overarching bad of a season uh-huh. so I'm okay with I like the the format we're doing it's just kind of a not so serious show but it's dealing in a world with with powers and it's just fun and yeah I'm okay with that unless they have Blonsky lose control mm. and she has to deal with that but yeah that, I think it's supposed to be Titania right and she really hasn't been along. No, she was the first episode and talked about a little in the second, the beginning, 
and now at the end of uh-huh. four. So, man, I don't know. It's uh, we're curious it's, to see. Don't get me wrong. It's it's really entertaining. It just Marvel's one of those that uh, you try to think ahead. You try to see where they're going, how mm-hmm. they're going to connect the dots, and we can't really see that yet oh. with with Shield. It's we got some news to talk about all that too going forward. Let's let's jump right into that. She Hulk, I can't wait. I I love every week watching a new episode. Um, uh-huh. This one's no exception. I really don't have a lot of TV news. There weren't really a whole lot of news coming out this week of anything besides D23 and one certain uh, news article we're talking about for movies that's going to be fun to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. But for D23, I've got the whole thing here. We're going to Deadline.com by Patrick Hypes and Eric Peterson. They've got it broken down at, to the movies, um, Disney Plus, and then animated stuff like that. So I'm just going to run through it all and what was said for each thing. First off, for the uh, live-action films, theatrical for Marvel, Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania. The crowd saw new footage from the threequel starring Paul Rudd, Catherine Newton, Evangelina Lilly, and Jonathan Majors, which opens February 17th in theaters. Nothing was released or really said anything more than we already knew. Um... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the crowd saw more footage from the MCU starting a sequel, Angela Bassett as Ramonda, which all, which opens November 11th the theaters. Ryan Coogler took the stage. Nothing really came out of that one either. Captain America, The New World Order, Shira Haas, and Tim Blake Nelson have joined the cast of the sequel starring Anthony Mackie. Arrives on theaters uh, May 3rd, 2024. Now, Chris, I know what you're thinking. Tim Blake Nelson, why have I heard that name before? Well, he's going to be the big bad in New World Order. And the last time we saw him was 18 years ago in the uh, Incredible Hulk movie. And he gets uh, gamma-radiated blood dripped onto his head. His head starts growing. It's the last we see of him. He becomes the leader, which is a big uh, villain. And I'm like, that is nuts that we haven't seen this guy for, I'm pretty sure it's either 18 or 13 years. I think 13 sounds a little bit better. And that's it. That's the last we saw of him. Didn't even hear about him. And now he's popping up with this. I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. I can get with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it bit him in the, it bit him in the butt though, right? With um, Thunderbolt Ross. Cause mm-hmm. John Hurt passed away, so yeah. um, he cannot reprise the role. No. So we'll, um, I'm wondering if they plan to have him in this movie, or how that works. I don't know. That's a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, you know, and, and this is something that we could have talked about specifically with She-Hulk, but bringing up the fact that we got these future projects and then you got people that aren't around anymore mm-hmm. that we're used to seeing. When do they start working Stan Lee back into some of this stuff? Cause that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And they've already discussed it. So I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's a matter of when at this point. So, mm-hmm. uh, fantastic Four. Kevin Feige came out and said that Matt Shackman will be directing the reboot pick and it is coming on November 8th, 2024. And then he said, that's all we have to talk about from fantastic four. Okay, that's what everyone was rumored the was the big big casting news this weekend, but nothing came out of it. But yeah. we did get Thunderbolts. Uh, several castings were announced for the Jake Schreier directed film, which will close out Phase Five of the MCU on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. They announced David Harbor, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, 
Wyatt Russell, Florence Pugh, Sebastian Stan, Hannah John Kamen, and Olga Kurgenlinko for the film. A lot of those I was surprised about. Wyatt Russell, we knew from a U.S. agent, we knew he was going to be in it. We knew Florence Pugh was going to be in it. Uh, David Harbour coming back as the Red Guardian. Awesome. Did not see that coming. Um, Julia Louvis Dreyfus, we knew, obviously, from that one. But Sebastian Stan, we did not know. How how he gets brought in, I'm very curious about. Because that's not like him. Um, and then Hannah John came in. I'm pretty sure she's Ghost from the second Ant-Man. And then Olga Kurlenko. Oh, I'm blanking on her right now. I'm going to Google her. Because she was also something we've already known about. Wonder if a uh, Black Widow. Um. Uh. When when is Thunderbolt supposed to drop? That is July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. Is that after Captain America? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if it's fallout from that then with Sebastian Stan. Ooh, um, that's a good point. Because the Captain America movie is New World Order, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the Thunderbolts cause some problems. And then he maybe infiltrates their Ooh. ranks. Oh, he's a, yeah, oh, as a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Helping out. I can see that. Because it, it, it doesn't seem like he would flip at this point. There's no reason for right. it. Right. We've already gone through all of his, his stuff. So I'm very he's curious. Already had his, he's already had his redemption arc. Right. So, yeah. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones 5. A trailer was shown to the crowd for the fifth installment of the lucrative 41-year-old franchise. Star Harrison Ford addressed the room and also revealed that this will be his last time playing America's Fair Archaeologist. Quote says, I'm done. I will not fall down for you again. I, I'd hope you'd be done after this. And then <laughs> Willow, a new trailer for the reimagining of the 1988 fantasy classic was shown. And Christian Slater was revealed as a cast member. He joins an ensemble that includes Warwick Davis, Joanne Wally, Ruby Cruz, Aaron Kellyman, Ellie Bamber, Dempsey Burke, Amar Im- Chada Patel, and Tony Revalero. So, it, the trailer looked really good, even to the point that I was like, should I watch the first one? And I watched the first one, and I was like, oh, man, I can't. That's going to be one I can't get on. You're talking about the trailer. Mm-hmm. Should you watch You've seen the original movie. No, that's why I watched the trailer for the original movie. I was like, uh, maybe I might watch it like when I'm doing something else throughout the week that's supposed to be doing and just kind of have it on. (laughs) And then if if you like what you see, you'll watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Lock in on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, 20th Century was there. They showed off Avatar, The Way of the Water, of the Crouch Tree to a load of footage from James Cameron's Long in the Works sequel to one of the highest grossing films. He also said they're about to start filming on the fourth one, which brings the question to my head. Um, did they already finish the third one? So, what do I know? <laughs> uh, Disney live action. They announced Mufasa, The Lion King. The prequel's title was announced. And a sneak peek was shown in the room, which was released in 2024. The Little Mermaid, with a new teaser trailer unveiled, releases uh, summer of 2023. Disney Plus had Hocus Pocus 2 and had a new trailer revealed, which is up. You can watch it now. 
for a sequel that premieres exclusively on Disney Plus beginning September the 30th, which is on our Watch Along week. Disenchanted, first trailer for the sequel premieres exclusively on Disney Plus beginning November 24th. I did not realize that was this year. Peter Pan and Wendy, a new series which will be released in Disney Plus in 2023. Uh, animated film, we have Elemental, lead actors revealed and release date for Pixar film set for June 16th. Elio, a new Pixar feature, feature film about 11-year-old dreamer Elio will also feature America Ferrero. Adrian Molina is director and Mary Alice Drum is producer. The plot is Elio is an artistic, creative, and an avid endorsement who finds it hard to fit in. Meanwhile, Mom Olga, who runs a top-secret military police, is working to decode a strange signal from outer space. But it's Elio who makes contact, gets beamed into space, and subsequently mistaken for an intergalactic ambassador for Earth. That will release spring 2024. Strange World, uh, new trailer release for Disney animated feature film, opens in theaters November 23rd. Inside Out 2, Pixar sequel confirmed Alien Polar returning summer 2024. Uh, there is a wish, Walt Disney Animation Studio next original films revealed uh, as it was it releases in fall 2023. And then television, we got some Marvel news here. Iron Heart. Shakira Barrera joins the cast of the Disney Plus series, starring Dominique Thorne as Rhea Williams. Premiere date is still to be announced. Secret Evasion had a full trailer come out for series starring Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. It premieres in 2023. That one looks pretty decent. I'm big down for like one of those little spy movies, and that's what it looks like. It looks really good. Yeah. Armor Wars, Don Cheeto reprises his role as Colonel James Rhodes in a standalone series that will show the character in a whole new light. Premiere date is 2BA. Loki. Kihyu Kwan joins the season two cast of Disney Plus' series, starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, and Sofia DiMartino. Production is underway, but premiere date is to be announced. Echo. Cast members Aliqua Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, Jeffrey Jacobs, Graham Greene, Cody Lightning, and Chesky Spencer host a special look at the upcoming series that also stars Tantu Cardinal and Zon McLaren. Premiere date is to be announced. Um, we do know how, pretty much how Vincent... Uh, Kingpin survives. In the trailer, uh, BD from comic.com said that he, in that little trailer they showed off, Vincent had, uh, Kingpin had an eye patch. So presumably he gets shot in the eye but does not die. So, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, Kevin Feige, co star Vincent D'Onofrio discussed the upcoming Disney Plus series. They were eager to chat about the new uh, series starring Charlie Cox. Production begins in 2023. They got a new logo that was. Pretty much, that was all came from that. And then Werewolf by Night, the Halloween-themed program starring Gail Garcia uh, Bernal and Laura Donnelly, Marvel Studios' first TV special, was revealed along with a trailer and October 7th premiere date. Are you gonna, uh, Should we check it? Should we watch that? It hurts like an hour long. What's that? Werewolf by Night. It's it's a black and white little special, pre special presentation. Sure. Yeah, it's... It comes out the first week of October, so sure might be uh sure. just uh, just to see what we're looking at here. Lucasfilm, uh, yep. yeah, because that'll probably like what the last or next to last episode of She-Hulk, or it should be right around there, right? Because I imagine they release two things at once. They're pretty smart about that. Uh, Lucasfilm Andor, the final trailer for the Disney Plus series starring Diego Luna, was released. 
The Mandalorian, we got a trailer for season three. Looks awesome. Star Wars The Bad Batch, season two of Disney Star Wars Universe Anime Series. Uh, was pushed from September 28th to January 4th. Tales of the Jedi, a short-form animated anthology series set in the Star Wars universe. And it had a first trailer. That looks great. Um, Try to see. I'm, I'm going to skip some of these. The Disney Plus series. I'm just kind of... A lot of these weren't anything that relevant to anything. National Treasure, Edge of History. Had a trailer released for an original series from Disney Brand Television. ABC Signature premiered two episodes December 14th. Uh, the Santa Clauses. I was really excited about this one. First look teaser revealed for the original series, starring Tim Allen. It debuts November sixteenth. It looks really good. I'm about it. Uh, oh, Disney Channel. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur first trailer unveiled for the tele- Disney Television animated series, which revealed Allison Brie will be the guest voice cast. Debuts February tenth and later on Disney Plus. Oh, so I guess that's a weird way to do that. And that is about all your news from D23. Anything stick out besides like our Marvel stuff that we talked about? I think the lack of information. Like you said, we were yeah. expecting we were expecting more announcements. Um, even I I saw rumors floating around about Henry Cavill being yep. cast as Victor Von Doom thought maybe we would get some because i think he's supposed to be in uh, namor mm. or or in, or in fantastic four or no right. black panther black panther I, that's one of the rumors that i heard is that he's supposed to be involved there mm. uh, which we had speculated about at one right. point so i don't know if it's if there's anything confirming it um but they're going to have to cast that part soon. I don't think you could do a Fantastic Four origin without Victor Von Doom. Right. They they're they're going to have to do something soon. Because, I mean, yeah. it comes out in 2024, but why keep it so under wraps right now? Let's. This is the time to drop big news, get back into the news cycle more. Yeah. And they like they a, can't wait until next summer. No. Yeah, like a, a lot of this news right here is going to be forgotten about by the end of the week. If not yeah. by Monday already, so yeah, eh, is what it is, I guess. But we'll see. And nothing really stood out for me besides Santa Clauses, and you know I'm just a big Santa Claus fan. Release. I'm looking forward to National Treasure. Yes, uh, the the teaser trailer was good for that too. Was it? Mm-hmm. Just a short, like a minute and a half. Nothing crazy, but it looks good. I like those kind of Uncharted uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday releases this week, just Tuesday, September 13th, the Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix animated series, which I've heard is really good, but we'll see. I might tune into that just because it's a video game property. Yeah. But that was it for D23 in our TV section of the show. Cool. My turn. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, um, first off, did you watch any other movies this week? trying to think no i wanted to watch elvis but uh they did not turn out <laughs> oh uh tell jamie i'm upset with her about yeah. this it's i am too <laughs> um so our movie this week that we watched was a quiet place too i did not get to go back and watch the original again 
We debated um, on it as well, but we didn't either. And we can we can do full spoilers because this came out in 2020. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't think you need to have seen the first one to enjoy this one. So if you <laughs> happen to catch this one first, it is what it is. Um, they give you enough information to to know what happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'll read a quick synopsis and then we'll fill in some gaps and we'll talk uh, details. But it's uh, following... Uh, or with the newly acquired knowledge of the seemingly invulnerable creature's weakness, grief-stricken Evelyn Abbott finds herself on her own with two young teens, a defenseless newborn son, and no place to hide. Now 474 days after the all-out alien attack in a quiet place, the Abbots summon up every last ounce of courage to leave their now burned-to-the-ground farm and embark on a peril-laden quest to find civilization. With this in mind... Determined to expand beyond the boundaries, the resilient survivors have no other choice but to venture into eerily quiet, uncharted, hostile territory, hoping for a miracle. But this time, the enemy is everywhere. Um, that's a pretty good summation of the mm-hmm. basic plot. Um, Emmett's back in this, played by Cillian Murphy. I um, loved it. I love yeah. I love Celia Murphy, especially just getting off of my Peaky Blinders binge I did, and yeah. seeing him in this was so good. And of course, a lot of people are immediately going to recognize him from the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yep, as Scarecrow, Doctor Jonathan Crane. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just such a well cast movie. Um, I don't want to mess up names here. Um. Jimon Hansu, mm-hmm. who's nice little only, surprise. Yeah, he's only credited as the man on the island because the, he never has a name. Mm-mm. But uh, very good performance from him. And I, when when he gets when he gets killed, I just kept saying, "Dude, just follow him. Don't worry about what's going yeah. on. Just get." And he didn't, and he Mm-mm. he got oopsied. Uh, Emily Blunt does fantastic. John Krasinski does show up in this at the very, very beginning. We see the origin of the. I Alien thought Trump. I thought that was a cool inclusion to this movie, that seeing be, yeah. how they came in. Yeah, because if I had looked away, I actually had to skip back a few seconds. I looked away when the when it brought the day one mm-hmm. t- title card up, and I was like, He's, like, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, what? I watched it a year ago, but I remember him being dead. Are there zombies now? Right. Uh, he looks good for a zombie. But no, um, it shows you the very origin of the alien coming in. And so that's very cool. Uh, Emily Blunt, of course, fantastic. Millicent Simmons. Um, very good performance. Killed it. Absolutely that killed has, it. That has to be a hard role. I mean, they let her have some lines because she's able to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, so much that she has to do with facial expressions and sign language. I I loved her and Celine Murphy together. Yeah. Like I felt like yeah. they did a real good job with both of them. It kind of, and I know I'm comparing a video game to a movie here. It kind of had a little bit of that Last of Us. Mm, I could see that. 
feel feel to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because they're just out there kicking butt. Yeah. yeah. I never. Did they explain it? And I might just missed it. What was the relationship with Emmett and uh, John Krasinski's character? Like, were they just friends? Like at one point, I thought they were like brother-in-laws or something like that. And then it would. They weren't family. I don't know if they were just friends together or what. I'm like you. I, I'm wondering if I've missed something. Right. Because his character is only referred to as Emmett. Um, so that is definitely something that I, I was curious about. Because the family has the last name Abbott. So you would think if he was connected in some way he would have he was just play. friends i guess the, their sons play on the same team so yeah that's all it was um noah jupe is marcus mm-hmm. although oh, he made look, me so mad i i know it was painful but you know these things hunt by sound and you get your foot caught in the bear trap mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there screaming I mean, your mom got stabbed through with a rusty uh, nail and went through labor and not screamed. So I mean, come on, guy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's part. It's part of his character. By the end of the film, he becomes a little bit more mature. A little bit more mature and a little bit more of a of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he kind of steps up. So, um, the baby was phenomenal here. No, yeah. I'm, baby killed it. <laughs> I thought he was killing the baby. Oh, I thought he did too. Because every time it showed the the Air oxygen tank. levels, it was just just kept going. I was like, uh, "That's empty." Uh, so, okay, now it's empty. Okay, now it's really empty. And like he opened it up at one point and took the oxygen, gave it to himself. And I was like, "Oh, he's gonna kill the baby." And he just kept going back and forth. I was like, "Okay, he he does have a heart." Yeah, it's all about survival. He's not, <laughs> he's, he's not uh, the bad seed there. Um. The effects are good. The monsters look mm-hmm. good. Um, they kind of the way their head opens up. And I was like, "Oh, it's the Demogorgon from." Yeah, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> we were like every time we watch it, it reminds us of Demogorgons. <laughs> but um, the the cool plot twist here, right, is that she's. Um, I just made a point of remembering the actress's name and now I've forgotten the character's name. Uh, Regan. Mm-hmm. I should have remembered that because of the actress's Um I know they're not connected but whatever. <sighs> she finds that if she puts her hearing aid next to the the amp it kills these things. And her um the big journey that we go on with she and Emmett, she's figured out there's this radio broadcast that beyond the sea keeps playing Mm -hmm. over and over. And she figures out this isn't just a radio station. It's a message. And she figures out exactly where the Island is. She figures that she can walk along the train tracks all the way to the coast find a boat and get to the island and help these people because they have a radio station. Right. And if she can get to them and let them know feedback 
it doesn't really kill these things. Although on that level, if they got it loud enough, it would probably make their heads explode. That's what I was thinking was going to happen when it when they were yeah. in the radio station. I was like, okay, its head's about to explode. And I was like, that's awesome, but it didn't do it. So. Yeah, no, it didn't do it. Uh, but she, she, her plan is to get there so that they can broadcast this signal, and it stops them in their tracks pretty much because mm -hmm. it's like nails on a chalkboard, I guess, to them or whatever. It, it really gets down in there and they're and they're hearing. And when it happens, they usually, their head kind of opens up. I don't know what you would, it's like armor for their face. Yeah. Basically. And it opens up and then you can just shoot them in the head and kill them. Um, so she's, her whole thing is she goes on her own. And then uh, Evelyn sends Emmett after her. And there's a couple times early on where you think he's either left her. Yep. Or, or that he's going to kill her. And it doesn't. It yeah, doesn't work out that way. there was a lot of there was a lot of times I was like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen here because oh, I don't know if he's going to be a bad guy or not. When she woke up in that uh, in that train station, mm -hmm. and her ear her hearing aid's gone, and she just you see her break down outside. She just starts to cry, and you're like, what is he left her? Yeah. And then he comes walking back. She was crying because she thought he left. Right. And she saw him walking back toward her. So good. Uh, but phenomenal. The one thing I would say, and I had this problem with the first film too. These are blind creatures, and the way they spot you is through sound. Mm -hmm. So they have this really intense level of hearing. Wouldn't they be able to hear a human heartbeat? That's what I was thinking. And I thought that they like kind of referred to that when she was in the train. Because, like, anytime it showed her perspective, everything's always quiet. Like, we're deaf, too. Which is so cool that they do that. And But you hear a heartbeat. And I was like, oh, I think they're loaning in on that. But I guess not. I say, I don't I don't know. Yeah, because there's times, if it's quiet enough, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if someone's hearts. You can actually hear some people. Right. You know, in, in the right circumstances. So, obviously, they should be able to. Especially with their the advanced hearing they've got. Right. So, that that's like the one little plot hole where I was like, I wish they would have answered that. Yeah. Um, because if that's the case, you couldn't hide from them. They might do that in the third movie, though. Like, you have that scene in the beginning where we're getting the flashback to day one. And Krasinski and Reagan are in the... Was it like a produce, like general store, I think, where they were? The first time? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was wherever he had gone into shop. Yeah, the little general store. Yeah. Uh, and all these people are laying on the floor trying to be quiet. And of course, you got that the one idiot that's trying to call her mom. Oh, no, that was in the bar. They were in the bar at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, he just kind of looks at her like, shut the hell Right. Up. He, he, again, very smart guy. Him and Reagan are both very smart and realize how yeah. it works already. Yeah. And, uh, but I kept thinking there's all those people clustered together mm -hmm. and they're scared out of their minds. So, you know, their hearts are racing, their yep. pulse is pounding, and these creatures can't hear it. It might be too much and they're confused by what they're hearing. Because maybe. Maybe, they, maybe they don't know about heartbeats, you know, and it's just like a normal sound some places. Like water right. dripping or something? I don't know. Yeah, because water dripping didn't set them off. Uh -uh. So that might just be like one of those things where it's just a, 
a natural sound to them and they don't investigate. They, they do telegraph a couple of things in here. Um, you knew that the boiler door was going to come. Yeah. They, they mentioned it like several times. It sent the oxygen with the alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. They kept showing every time they would get in there, they would make sure to show them putting the towel in place, mm-hmm. closing the door. And you know, like yeah, at some point, someone's going to forget to do it, or saying, sure enough. Yep. You know, so. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm all talked out on this one, Tyler. <laughs> what, uh, what rate you got for it? I went three and a half. Hmm. Um, I just. It's, it's really good. I'd watch it again. Mm-hmm. I own the first one, so I, at some point I'll pick the second one up. Uh, unless, because they are making a third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may just wait and see if they put out a box set of the whole... whole Quiet Place trilogy. Yeah. Uh, they can call it Shh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Shh collection. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a good movie. I, I would definitely say watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you like psychological thrillers, yes. that's basically what this is. And this, this movie makes me really excited about The Last of Us because I mean I drew the same comparison as well throughout some of the movie because like the uh, because he Cillian Murphy at the beginning of it says well towards the beginning said that you know there are worse people out here it changes people and they're not good people out there. And so you knew some bad guys were going to show up, just like The Last of Us. It was I was really high on this movie. Did you have the reaction I had when they when they get to the island, and everyone seems so normal? And I'm thinking, did you think that to The Walking Dead? I I thought they were going to turn on them. I thought mm. they were going to think you're if you stay, you'll bring those things here. We're going to kill you. Right. I, I thought it was going to turn into that, but it didn't. Um, again, real quick, Emily Blunt. Fat, the the look on her face when she hears that. Uh, oh, what what was it? Where where they were hiding that big? Oh, the metal, little metal tub just fall through. Yeah, she hears that fall through. She's coming back, and she knows something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face. And then she goes full mama mode. She just walks into the room, fires a pistol. Mm-hmm. Come get me. Right. You know? She had a trap waiting and everything. Man, it's, I liked this movie a whole lot. And I, I wish I would have watched the first one uh, before this one again. Because I, I might like this one better than the first one. And I don't think... It might have been just because of Cillian Murphy, but I love John Krasinski as well, so I don't really know. But I feel... I, I really love the directing, like the camera angles. And I knew things were going to happen. Like when she was in the train, I was like, oh, they've got her position where you can't see the entrance. And I said, uh-huh. there's going to be uh, a creature, one of the aliens there. Because it goes, it's, I, every, I love it because every time her perspective is shown, everything's quiet and uh-huh. it's just, everything's muted. And then I was like, okay, something's going to happen because they got her head positioned in a sort of way where you can't see the door and so when it zooms back out and you see the creature just walking through the train i was like oh my god this is so good i gave it i gave it a four and a half stars and let me go see what i gave the first one last year because i I mean it's just so good i don't want to wait until 2025 for the next one but the the train scene was the other thing they did and it's classic uh 
it's a classic horror movie, right? Mm. But they gave, they gave us the misdirect because she's walking along, she's getting to the where there's the big hole in the side mm. of the train car, and as she's coming up on it, all those birds fly out, right? Yep. They, they, they get freaked, and you're just like, I thought that was going to be it. But then I started thinking, as she's standing there kind of looking out of the hole, I'm thinking, okay, those creatures probably heard the birds scatter. And they right, that's exactly what I thought. She can't hear. Like, that was, it was so dumb for her to run out anyways because she can't hear. And she should have been dead a lot, a lot of times, but luckiest girl on the planet at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but definitely give this a watch. It, it's watch the first one first. Um, don't wait till the third one's coming out. Go ahead and watch them, and then if you really want to see the third one, watch them again. Mm-hmm. Or watching it because the, these movies are great. John Krasinski's he's almost got that golden touch. Yep, it's like uh, a story. Jordan Peele. Yeah. I really want to see Nope, but I don't know when I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I want to see all those movies of his, but I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know. Have a have a marathon. See, what you do is you break it up, Tyler. You watch Get Out, and then you watch some Key and Pill skits. Right. And then you watch, so just break up just, the horror. Yeah, and put some comedy in there. <laughs> So next week we're gonna have a review here for 1980s The Shining. Uh, it's a classic. Tyler's not seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it probably three or four times, maybe five. Uh, we're gonna try if both of us have time to watch the documentary Room Two Three Seven. Did you say what that's on again? Do you remember? I don't. We talked about it last week. Yep. Um, but it's it's a nice companion documentary to the to the film. Um, that's gonna leave us in order for the rest of this. Uh, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus Two, The Birds, Halloween Ends, Day Shift, Scream Twenty Twenty Two, and Creep Show. Mm-hmm. The, the original anthology creep show, not the, not the series, of course. Um, well, I'm looking forward to some of those, especially your opinions on some of those, because you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. be some good fun ones. Like I mean, we've got Hocus Pocus, which is a cult classic. Um, Halloween Ends is gonna be exciting, and Scream, the new one's gonna be exciting. I'm excited about Creep Show. I'm excited about. Uh, but the birds I haven't even heard about, so I'm excited yeah. because it's just something new. Yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the news. We got from the Hollywood Reporter. We have one news story this week, but it's kind of a doozy. From the Hollywood Reporter, Forrest Kitt and Aaron Couch teamed up on this one. Uh, DC Chief Search continues. <laughs> As Dan Lynn no longer in talks for the top job. <laughs> nice little follow-up uh, to last week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you do if you're DC at this point? <laughs> uh, you, might wanna, you might want to uh, 
give Zack Snyder a call and just say, how much money do you want? Um, <laughs> says, Dan Lin will not be accepting the keys to the DC Kingdom. The producer was in negotiations to assume the expansive role encompassing film and television for the comic book brand. The talks broke down in recent days. Sources say a number of factors complicated talks with Warner Brothers Discovery, with the chief sticking point being Lent's co commitments to Rideback, his prolific production company, and Rideback Rise, his new nonprofit endeavor. Negotiations went into salary and vision. But Rideback remained a complication. One scenario envisioned WBD taking an equity stake in the company, although the size was always unclear. Um, <sighs> that's basically it. The rest is rehash of, you know, what Len's known for. The, the job being a top priority for Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, and Walter Hamada who's currently there and is going to have to stay longer until they can figure... Hey, what? here's an idea. Why don't they put Ezra Miller in the job? Oh, God. You know? <laughs> he seems to know what Issues he's doing. with your application? <laughs> is it the code? Yeah. Uh, where do you think this goes? Because Dan Lin was a name that I don't think any of us really thought of when mm -hmm. they said they were going out there on a search. We both kind of threw some things out there. I know we... You know, Zack Snyder actually would not be a bad place no. to go for it. Him, and James Gunn, Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti, since I mean he's had his vision. I mean, he'll have a bigger thing to do with, um, but he's got his Berlanti production, so it kind of be the same issue. I feel like. Yeah, but uh, I, I feel like with Berlanti, he's already proven that he can juggle yeah. multiple properties with the shows. Mm -hmm. With the so, same vision, and he wouldn't have to be as involved on a day to day basis in this role right. as he was that. So I I think they're going to have to it's it almost seems like and I hope it's not because it's some new people coming in. You wonder if some of the people in there maybe Hamada's one of them, I don't know. Um are they automatically discounting the people that they've already set their mind against? Mm. Like it, it, is it a case where well we've already dealt with Snyder. We're not bringing him in no matter I can what. see that. Even if he's the best guy for the job, they don't want to deal with him. Right. Hmm. And it could be that he's in a position where he would say, I'm going to need a blank check. Yeah. Just <laughs> let me do my thing. Yeah. Just stay out of my way. We'll be good. But, uh, yeah, James Gunn wouldn't be bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I think those three would be the – top of mind candidates yeah. who else do you go to it's got to be someone that has the vision mm -hmm. and knows what no, they no, want no offense to wanda maximoff someone who has the vision to see <laughs> to see uh at least five to ten years down the line right hmm. not everybody can do that no obviously <laughs> Because you, you have to both be able to plan on a micro level mm -hmm. and, and a macro level. And you just, not everybody's brain works that way. Just put The Rock up there at this point. Because, you know, the hierarchy of the DS, DC universe is about to change. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, since I brought her up, have you seen that meme going around? It's probably been going around for a while now, but 
it's been popping up a lot lately uh -oh. for me and my feet. Where it says, uh, what's the difference between Mont between Wanda Maximoff and uh, Matt Murdock? One knows how to cope without vision. Unbelievable. <laughs> Chris, what games have you been playing this week? <laughs> uh, I've still been playing my usual. Well, nothing nothing crazy. I, still enjoying it. Yeah. I've, I just I need to pull the trigger on Madden at some point. Because like, I, I have this itch. I said it last week. And after watching NFL today, I'm like, oh, man. It's, yeah. Well, I, you can always just go buy ointment. That's true. You know, a little hydrocodone cream. Um... I started playing a game called Tim Tim. It's a Pokemon-like clone that this company made a couple years back. And it just came out of early access. And it's on Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, everything. It's okay. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. But I started playing it this week. And it's it's alright. It's like a more adulty version. Like the, the cuss in there. There's a little bit more issues going on. But it's okay. Nothing crazy. Oh, so there is a game that I was reminded of because someone mentioned it i can't remember who um and i completely forgot about it and that's the quarry and i'm going to have to play this game it's well that's already came team. out it's, yeah it's about yeah. the same team that did until dawn and mm -hmm. uh, i i've got to play that game but i don't have time right now. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to make time something's gonna have to give did no, you I'll, see the uh, the the synopsis of it? Uh, I saw the only thing I've seen was a a gameplay trailer. Okay, so it's their twenty twenty two interactive drama horror game by Supermassive Games. Players assume control of the teenage counselors who must survive their last night at Hackett's Quarry summer camp amongst supernatural creatures and violent locals. So, Jason Voorhees and all. Um, mm -hmm. that's what you think but yeah um, no I've, I'll probably it's probably on game pass so it'd probably be smarter of me and more economical of me to <laughs> download it there right and then I'll, I'll just have to carve out some time each week to... if, if it's if it's like until dawn it, it's going to be like 10 hours of gameplay. Yeah, it's the same people. So, oh. mm. let me know how you enjoy it because that's a, no, no, not for me. Disney oh. and Marvel Games had their showcase, showcase this week on Friday. First time ever. It was okay. Uh, I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't left with nothing either. I'm um, going to destructoid.com by Eric Van Allen for the breakdown. Uh, Bithel Games opened the show with a short teaser for its Tron project titled Tron Identity. A quick jaunt over to a Steam page shows as a visual novel adventure set in the digitalized world of Tron, which sounds pretty awesome, actually. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy team up for some co-op platforming in Disney Illusion Island. Marvel's Midnight Suns resurfaces, and it's got a new release date. And by Odin's beard, it's still this year. If you remember, it was delayed indefinitely, so people thought 2023 was when it was going to come out. Uh, but they were that's going to be coming out October... What did that... Give me the date. Don't just say it's got a new date and then not tell us what it is. Don't do not do that. Uh, they are doing some shorts with it. It comes out October 31st, those shorts. And then the game comes out December 2nd. So they did not want to go against anything next year because that's uh, who wants to do that. Uh, Red Hulk is coming to Marvel Strike Force, the mobile game. 
There is a card battler game coming out called Marvel Snap. It gets a launch date of October 18th. I'm really excited about this one. It seems like uh, if you like Gwent or Hearthstone, you will like this one. Uh, Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny has been playing it, been playing the beta. He says it's a lot of fun, and each game, each card game lasts less than two minutes. So it's got a high replay value, and it's not going to take all day to sit there and play a game, which I think is fun. When does that come out? Uh, October 18th. October 18th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you know because that's, that's what I'm looking to. Um, Alien Dark Descent got a short gameplay clip. It looks kind of neat, but then speaking of franchises, don't sometimes forget Fall on the Disney Umbrella. Ubisoft's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora got a little teaser. Nothing, again, nothing, nothing crazy came out of this thing. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is getting a galactic edition featuring some characters from the Disney Plus lineup of Star Wars shows. Return to Monkey Island uh, has a new little teaser trailer and comes out September 19th. Gargoyles Remastered is on the way, adding another classic to the list of remastered Disney platformers. I'm excited about that one. Disney Mirrorverse has some villainous stuff afoot with more info in October. That's the mobile game that's uh, big on tablets and things right now. Toy Stories coming to a super chill life sim, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which came out last week. There's a new Avatar game called Avatar Reckoning. It's an MMORPG shooter where you play as an Avatar warrior with guns and customizable Navi bodies. It did not look good, and no one is going to play this game. It looked horrible. Horrible. Uh, and then Skydance's new media teases its upcoming Marvel project. It looks like uh, Captain America in a Black Panther uh, game. And it is the 1984... Um, I forget what the, the title of the um, comic is, but it's World War II. And you play as Captain America and Black Panther. So it looks good, uh, but I want to see more before, you know, because it it looks like our Avengers-esque style, but just off a of screen grab that they posted. So I'm like, mm, mm. I've been burnt yeah. before, you know, fool me once. And then Niantic shows off a Marvel World of Heroes, which is like it's an augmented reality game with Marvel tie-ins like Pokemon Go, which again, did not show anything for that, so... Who knows? And then the fun thing for the week, the Ubisoft Forward 2022 show, um, going to destruct back to Destructoid by Eric Van Allen for all of this. It started off with Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope kicks off the stream. The customization looks great. It, I feel like they didn't really show any more of this because it comes out soon. So, you know, why why do that? Wait, what do I know? Then they showed off Skull and Bones, some more more gameplay for it. I am still not uh, convinced to spend $70 on it. it. I'm very concerned, which I've been really excited about this game for like six or five or six years since they announced it. But even the gameplay this week did not do anything for me. So, uh, Riders Republic brings in BMX to its lineup of action sports. The Division is still rolling out content. They got uh, Division 2 tease for its upcoming spinoff games. There's a lot of apparently a lot of different Division stuff on its way. Rainbow Six Mobile is getting closed beta soon. Um, trying to see. There was a tease for Mythic Quest on Apple TV for Season 3. Looked really good. Trackmania is coming to console and cloud platforms in 2023. The new Just Dance 2023 edition arrives on November 22nd for the next-gen consoles and Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, and then all of the big stuff we have, all of the Assassin's Creed section, and oh my god, the world premiere of the Mirage CGI trailer looks so damn good, and I, just, I can't wait. Um, I have on here, we break it to the, with Assassin's Creed Mirage, following Basim in the 9th century, he becomes part of the Hidden Ones. This takes place 20 years before Valhalla. Uh, also, the talented Soray Igdashlu is sending her, is adding her voice to Roshan, which is Basim's mentor. And she took to Twitter to say it's not just a little throwaway character; she is in the majority of the game as you explore Basim and her uh, and Roshan's relationship. Oh, I can't wait! Um, Assassin's Creed got more content with a mobile game on the way, currently titled Assassin's Creed Codename Jade. Valhalla is getting a last chapter DLC, which wraps up all of Eivor's story in Valhalla. Um, Ubisoft also confirms there's a lot more going on with a world of Assassin's Creed. It's called Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's going to be a hub for future Assassin's Creed experiences. One, which is called Codename Red, heads to feudal Japan. And another uh, in development the Montreal office is called Codename Hexi. They also tease that the company is looking at a standalone multiplayer option for Assassin's Creed, and it will fall under the Infinity banner, a unifying hub for AC's future. So, yeah, it Infinity has been talked about and teased a lot, so it looks like just a hub for, like, I, no one knows really what it is. Like, is it a launcher for their games? Is it a... A thing where you could they constantly update. I could just go in like as a live service platform. No one really has any idea what this is, and neither do I. So, but Assassin's Creed Mirage looks good, and I I really can't wait to um to get back into Basim's story. I need you to play Valhalla so you can so you know what I'm talking about. But man, is it good? Yeah, well, like, I, like I told you before the show, I'm I feel like I put. A lot of hours. In fact, I know I've put a lot of hours because mm-hmm. I have the app that tells me how long I've. And I'm 40% of the way through the story. So. <sighs> it makes you think, doesn't it? They, they, they got to quit that. It's just. If, if a person plays 100 hours mm-hmm. and they're not even halfway through, you, you, you got to. Your game's too long at that point. I'm trying um, to get in here to see where I'm at. Real quick, uh, you mentioned Black Panther, and it brought something to mind going back to the movies. We got word that there were reshoots going on for Black Panther. Interesting. I wonder why. Let, let me see if I, while you're looking for your, your stats there, I'm going to see if I can pull up the Black Panther reshoots. There you go. Uh, hundred and twenty six hours and forty eight minutes, but that's with the DLCs on it. Yeah, this came from the direct, and we've used them as a uh, as a source mm-hmm. a few times. Um, this dropped on August 9th. They were doing reshoots after Comic Con, and then five days ago, they also reported been through a lot as a production uh this was russ milham at the direct um talks about the first the project's first trailer truly wowed the world um despite the rapidly approaching release date wakanda forever still isn't done with its filming as recently as last july the cast and crew were hard at work on some reshoots for the project now the movie's coming back yet again for another round of brief reshoots 
course, they filmed in Atlanta. Hmm. They're conducting reshoots from the 7th of September through the 14th. Oh, so they're still doing it. Yeah. Mm, like a two months. I mean, what are they doing? I have no idea. It It's Marvel. So my first guess is these are scenes involving people that they didn't want anyone to know were in the movie. Right. And they're waiting as late as they can to shoot them and get them in. Mm. So maybe it does involve a Victor Von Doom. Right. Makes you think. That's weird, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A little bit. Uh, Nobody releases this week. Fallout 76 Expeditions. The Pit Expansion comes out on everything but the Switch. September 13th. Metal Hellsinger, the rock and roll, well, the metal game, rhythm game, comes out PC, PS5, Xbox Series. September 15th. And that's it for this week. We're getting into the point where we're starting to get our big heavy hitters coming out. And I'm just ready. I'm, I'm tired of playing my backlog at this point. Um, there's, always, there's always Matt. I know. I don't. I know. I know. I know. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to share it on your favorite social media platforms. And forget to rate and review this podcast on whatever podcasting service you use. Social media, you can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me personally at ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at mathtn7 on the Twitter. On Facebook, search in NerdWide Podcast or just NerdWide. We're the first ones to pop up. Follow us on there. Both of these ways, the first way you notify when the new episodes go live and are updated on either YouTube or the social or, uh, podcasting services. And as always, this has been this week's NerdWide Podcast episode. And we cannot wait to come at you next week with... I already forgot the, the, the movie. The Shining. I almost said The Shudder. I was like, that's not correct. The Shining. We'll talk to you guys then.